0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast. We are talking today about Season 2, Episode 11, The Lesser of Two Evils. I'm Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by my co-host Alex Kuntz. Alex, how's it going?
1: Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. We missed a week. This is like the, the first time that, that we missed one.
0: I know, I know. And we were so good with The Simpsons one, too, for a long time until yeah. it all just fell apart. But this <laughs> is the first time we've missed a week for Futurama. It was entirely because of me, where I was literally sitting in a lab for my class, and was texting Alex like, "I'm still at school. I yeah. can't. I can't do it." I had nothing <laughs> going
1: on. I've been. I've been learning to become a, t- a professional Tetris player over the past week. That's that's my. That's Tetris. what's been occupying my time. <laughs> I do. I also love Tetris. I I read an article that said Tetris is like scientifically proven to help trauma where it's like if you're in a car accident or something horribly traumatic happens to you they legitimately say like hey if you can like find time like try to immediately play some tetris and like it helps with trauma
0: (laughs) because it just like calms your brain
1: yeah yeah i guess so i mean i Uh i saw a headline i guess i don't know the science behind this
0: (laughs) have you ever experienced the tetris effect
1: Yes, very much yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, me that... too.
0: I guess that, that's like essentially your chess brain. Yeah, that's me hallucinating like chess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I remember the first time I encountered that. I think it was like may, maybe playing like Text Twist or something, like one of those ones where it like is an anagram thing. Yeah, and you got to yeah. like, find the words. <laughs> I played that for hours text and twist. hours. It, that sounds very much yeah. like a
1: phone game. Like I, I don't think I ever played I'm this. I'm pretty but...
0: sh- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the face. Book version okay. of this game but there are billions of them it's just you have six letters there's a six letter word and then a bunch of smaller ones and you gotta try to get them all and boy did i play that a lot and yeah. it would just be every one of my thoughts the words <laughs> in the thought would be scrambling oh, no. around in my brain yeah. like i would look at a sign and be like the and word start is stop and i'd be like pots tops ops <laughs> yeah
1: no tetris effect is definitely real of like you just walk around and you're like mm-hmm. uh, like a, an elm piece would fit so nicely in there like <laughs>
0: yeah no and like i remember googling it being like what's that thing called where you can't stop like do anyway it was like called the tetris effect yeah yeah it's definitely a thing what else is new how you been
1: yeah i'm good uh sorry i i cut i like you were telling me about your courses and your it's your fine. traumas no and, and plagues <laughs> and i was just like yeah but i want to talk about tetris immediately
0: um, it's much more interesting i am learning how to code in r and it's a nightmare
1: yeah so coders out there so. i don't know you know Lindsay's pain, yeah. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but in the time since we last recorded, we have a feud update, Feud Corner. Do we yeah. want to update on Feud Corner right now? Feud Creating Corner. Creating content, uh, as you said. Um,
1: justice has been served. The mm-hmm. Futurama wiki, I think, complaining to moderators really did the, the job. <laughs>
0: classic tattletale. Yes, classic tattletale
1: <laughs> behavior, but it gets the job done. <laughs> what episode was this? This was Leela, like a head on my shoulders. head on shoulder. my shoulders. Yes. Um, yes. The... The references to like Amy being ugly and not attractive you to Quote, pride. speculative additions. Yeah, those have yes. been removed and justice has been served.
0: Incredible. Really changing lives around yeah. here. I just, you know, <laughs> incredible, truly really incredible stuff. I will say also, Alex, the fan base is getting me literally at this time, at the time of recording, 12 minutes off of therapy. So it should be nice and fresh here. Nice. <laughs> All right,
1: <laughs> some some recently therapized Lindsay Wilson coming at you.
0: That's right, that's right. I was like, I literally switched from being like, anyway, good session today. <laughs> Alex, you ready to record? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and uh, from I, one camera to the other. <laughs> I just came out
1: of teaching a coding class, and so oh. I'm coming out of like frantic live coding nonsense, so... I guess yeah, we're coming Wow! From the incredible. I learned that an ex-coworker listens to this podcast, so shout out to oh. Adam. Um Hello he, Adam. He said that he was rating and reviewing it and he sent me a screenshot of him doing that, but it's yet to show up on iTunes, so I don't know if that is true or not. Um but we appreciate <laughs> just lying it to you. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, going through very elaborate screenshot lies. It was like a little Thank bit you, concerning. Adam. I I Adam was my boss from like four years ago or something. And, you know, I'm in pretty infrequent communication with him. And so, uh, you know, a little startling that Adam is is following (laughs) us so closely. I I asked him on his take of Jeremy, he he was like, Oh, yeah, that guy seems like a character. He wants a he wants deeper lore. He wants to know how all of us are connected and, and know each other and all this kind of stuff. So.
0: True. We are sort of just operating under the assumption that everyone listened to all, like, whatever, 56 episodes of The Simpsons podcast. Go back and listen to the lore. It's, it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Jeremy and I have known each other for a billion years. Alex and I, at this point, have known each other for, like, seven years ten, or something. yeah. Ten years. I, think, I don't ten, know. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. It's a long time. It's a long-standing friendship. <laughs> yeah.
1: It really blossomed during the pandemic. The pandemic was really what we needed to to push it over the edge into actually talking Honestly. to each other. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Rather than a, a mere Facebook acquaintanceship into a podcasting friendship. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> Jeremy can tell you all about the one-room schoolhouse if you go back to the many episodes yes. in which he appeared on the Simpsons podcast. Yes. He was supposed to join us for this one. He asked if he could, but unfortunately, we had minimal flexibility. And I made a joke and said "minimal flexibility." Nice. So, <laughs> nailed it. Sad <laughs> to get that on the record. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, "Maybe next time." Yeah, and I let's Excellent. <laughs> very good. It's keep coming. Yeah. Yes, he will join us at some point in the next couple of weeks. But people love Jeremy um, again.
1: The our our numbers are very low but when jeremy's on the podcast i don't even know how they do like how do people pause maybe jeremy's like promoting this to acquaintances i I wouldn't think so either but it is somehow like actually double the amount of listeners for a jeremy episode
0: it's entirely possible that it's just
1: hazel yeah (laughs) (laughs) but how many times is hazel downloading it how many devices does she have
0: well this is the thing maybe she only listens once when it's you and me if she listens at all but then she sees that jeremy's on and downloads it like 10 times just listen to our musical number bracket like double digit It's a great episode yeah it is really <laughs> good very strong also the brand steel that's a good one too
1: yeah. but should we go into wacky i mean i guess the wackiest of wacky podcasts is ghost Rider or whatever the stupid hugh jackman movie is uh is paperback, writer? paperback writer that's truly the wackiest should we Paperback hero yeah <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Should we be exploring wackier podcasts as we get more and more unhinged and deranged over the course of this run?
0: So I think probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just wackier and wackier. Send your wacky ideas in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Alex, you have plans tonight, so we can jump right into this. Let's do it. <laughs> Incredible. Yes. All right. So this episode is called The Lesser of Two Evils. First introduction of Flexo. Like he's going to come back at some point. And I think just high level, I think it's fair for me to say Bender-centric episodes are my least favorite episodes. Okay.
1: Why Why is that?
0: I think just looking back on the episodes that I think I enjoy kind of the least, I think they're all Bender ones. We've got ones coming up that are just like highly problematic, and a lot of them are around Bender. I think okay. it's a little bit the same thing as like the Homer of it all, where he, Homer's probably he's my the least. Most flanderized. Bender is like
1: the most flanderized character on the show. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I think that's exactly what it is. All of his behaviors are pretty obnoxious, like right. from the get go. And he certainly has funny moments, but the moments that I think I enjoy the most with Bender are the ones where he's like, Oh, that was kinda cute. Being like, look at him like in Fry. Like, yeah, yeah and, and it's the same as with Homer, where he has these incredibly heartfelt, beautiful moments that I love, but when he's being at his most obnoxious and his most stupid. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm out.
1: I I got to imagine that there is a like robot devil clause exempting those episodes from the Bender <laughs> <Yeah>. episodes.
0: Yes, <laughs> the robot devil clause. Yes, exactly. Honestly, I think those ones have like somewhat substantial Fry and Leela components as well, so that helps but fair.
1: Right. And I wonder if there, there's probably a is there a like guest star on the simpsons that gets you hyped i guess it's like sideshow bob right it's like robot devil is yeah. that the equivalent of sideshow bob
0: i think probably yeah. and but i mean like even sideshow bob like you get to a point where you're like really no more, <laughs> this is a please. terrible episode <laughs> no more of this yeah <laughs> but yeah certainly early sideshow bob classic episodes yeah every time yeah so yeah. what did you think what do you think of this episode
1: i watched it uh, like 12 days ago so <laughs> it's fuzzy <laughs> um, uh,
0: yes me too a little bit like I watched the first half of it in preparation for this and that was part of why I texted you last week I was like I haven't even finished the episode yet and yeah. I'm still at school so I finished watching it last night and was like I think I'm gonna have to go back a few minutes <laughs> yeah
1: I feel like my guess for what the episode was was like way off I think I was about like I think I was talking about math I was like less than
0: <laughs> like I think you also suspected robot devil
1: possibly oh, yeah evil yeah yeah yeah. i really didn't remember flexo at all but i thought it was fine i thought the i was very annoyed with the scarf jokes like that was so clearly telegraphed that that was gonna be a a gotcha yeah flexo didn't stand out to me one way or the other i i guess i'm like kind of surprised that he's a returning character i guess interesting that they did the bart's evil twin twist of (laughs) Bender is the evil one the whole time that's like kind of fun Great pull. Yeah. Yeah. First act seemed fine. Seemed like a bike race act.
0: Yeah. I actually, in my notes, Alex, I will say that I, I was pretty, when you said that, I was like, I think I said something like this and I have it written down. Okay, Alex, this is a little bike racy in my notes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's the, that's truly the deep lore. That's what Simpsons (laughs) episode two.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Right. Very early. So yeah, I don't know.
1: I watched this episode 12 days ago and don't have strong thoughts on it, which makes for great, which makes for great (laughs) podcasting. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Incredible stuff. <laughs> this is what we're looking for. Yeah. Okay, so in the opening bit, it's the show that watches back. So no opinion on that.
1: And mm-hmm. Boop Corner. Boop Corner. Boop Daddies. Adam, the beloved listener Adam, called out Boop Corner. There's some Betty Boop like destination diner or something near his hometown that he said that we hey. need to, to address. Betty Boop Diner. This. Does he like Boop Corner? I assume everyone likes Boop Corner. I mean... BettyBoopDinerNY.com.
0: Okay, BettyBoopDinerNY. Let's see what's happening here. Wow, serving dinner. Good, good. Yeah,
1: one of the most important meals for a diner to serve.
0: American, Italian, and Spanish food. Okay,
1: it seems pretty unrelated to Betty Boop. Um, <laughs> seems like it's just kind of a diner.
0: It seems like it's a diner, and like they have some Betty Boop stuff. Let's see. They do it's have a, about us. They
1: do have events, though. So if we ever end up simultaneously in Albany, New York, we could, uh, we could host a, a podcast get-together of all our boop heads.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> all our boop heads. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. Very little, as you said, boop stuff. Betty's Omelette Station, it says on the menu, and Betty's Breakfast. But nothing seems specific to betty particularly (laughs) betty boop burger pandering
1: (laughs) yeah they're just pandering they know they know the boop bump (laughs)
0: The poop Bump. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it last time we talked about how I had, like, a book about Betty Boop going to the beach? Yes. (laughs) Like, how I found the picture of it. Yeah, I found the picture of it. I sent it to Alex. Yeah. Anyway, I have no (laughs) strong takes about it. It was just that I found the cover of the book. It was very satisfied.
1: I I was listening to post-show recaps coverage of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Mm -hmm. and the great R. Philly told his story of, like, one of his formative memories was, like, reading... A picture book of The Hobbit or something, and there was some image of Gollum. And he, he told us this story on a couple of the there, like intro podcasts on the series, which is why it was so memorable because he mentioned it a few times. But I like to think that this is like your equivalent of like you have this image of <laughs> Betty Boop burned into your I brain. I do. I
0: like. I would have read that countless times at my grandmother's house. Yeah. So and, and was very fascinated by it. Specifically, I think about the fact that they had this like dragon shaped inflatable cool toy or whatever right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yes but this week i just have written someone falling and it says wow
1: yeah i said dropping the cat off the building wow
0: okay so this may have something to do with the fact that i was watching on 1.5 speed so i didn't realize it was a cat but yeah. this is felix the cat trifles with time do you have no. any felix the cat awareness I certainly
1: i've heard the name before i feel like he's been in Boop mm-hmm. corner before it's possible <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his deal
0: Okay, so I am somewhat aware of Felix the Cat. I feel like I mostly know him because there was a show on, I want to say like Nickelodeon or something, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. Okay. Okay. So that was more my awareness. But this is the specific one, toying with time or whatever, trifles with time. Uh, he's a hungry cat in the city, and he's looking for food in a trash bin. And then he can't find anything, so he goes into an apartment building and finds a roast chicken hanging next to an upper window. And so he goes into a tuba, which sends him upward. And basically, Classic. it's just like him trying to get this chicken. And then he ends up being sent by Father Time into prehistory. Wow.
1: I mean, very relevant (laughs) Uh for Futurama. It's like the blueprint for Futurama. Reversed.
0: Yes. (laughs) It says, Felix asks the old time master to put him in a period that may do well for him just for a day. Father Time at first declines but agrees when Felix offers him a a silver dollar. Ooh.
1: I wonder what time period he felt was best suited to this kind of creepy cat.
0: Well, it says he arrives in a place where cavemen and dinosaurs were common. And he picks up a bone and is chased by a dinosaur. (laughs) He continues wandering until he comes across a mastodon. And then he brings Felix back to the present. And it says, though, he has to return to searching trash cans again. He figures it is better than his experience in the prehistoric era. So a little wonderful (laughs) lifey.
1: Yeah, a little wonderful lifey. Google seems to think that one of the main questions people have about Felix the cat is what does Felix the cat represent? And the answer is a child's sense of wonder. So, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who declared that to be the case, but I mean, I guess it's Wikipedia. It's like the first line of Wikipedia. (laughs)
0: so funny the twisted tales of felix the cat according to wikipedia ran from 1995 to 1997 so that fits perfectly wow
1: okay
0: (laughs) anyway so oh yes there was also an ad for arachnospores the fatal spore with a funny name jeremy suggested that we should have a segment in here where we do like ad breaks where we make up stuff and i was like i simply do not have the time or creativity to come (laughs) up with ad breaks for the show to make up hilarious futuristic products but i told him if he wants to take that on he is welcome to and we will do the ad read
1: send us yeah send us emails of the futuristic products that you'd like us to to promote and then we'll try to do it
0: yeah i mean honestly i'm working and doing my phd and i have two weekly podcasts to record and edit i'm not coming up with fake ads i need to
1: cut (laughs) 25 seconds off of my set clear 70 lines into tetris score and (laughs) it's quite difficult
0: (laughs) fair fair very fair so alex doesn't have time either so please send this in (laughs) yes so the show opens up and fry and bender are watching cop department which is clearly just cops Cops. and the character is a horrible bug creature with a lot of legs
1: horrible like wearing like stained uh, white t-shirt like has a horrible wife slash mother like unclear what this Mm -hmm. relationship is but yeah very unpleasant living conditions
0: yes very much so and he manages to escape from police custody and runs into a nearby bush and he's like i'm going in and he's got a shoe so yeah anyway they also everybody goes oh yeah i guess they see a commercial for pastorama which is like stepping back into the year 2000 or something. So I decided to go there. And this is where I have written Little Bike Racey, Alex. Little Bike-ish.
1: Are you a convention person? Have you been to any conventions?
0: Uh, I'm not, is the short answer. I have been to some conferences and stuff. It's like a a nerd convention.
1: Yeah. Yes, true. Very much so. Couldn't
0: agree more. I would argue that going to the live know-it-alls is also a nerd convention. But. That is probably pretty convention-esque, yeah. <laughs> yeah, incidentally, that's how I met Alex, yeah. so for Adam. For the lore, anyway. yeah. We, we basically met at a nerd convention Yeah, for the lore. And now we're yeah. here. So, yeah, exactly. But at this one, it's like stepping back into the year 2000, time for the mammoth hunt. Let's disco dance, Hammurabi. <laughs>
1: yes, it's located on the former site of Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. lots of nerd conventions happen there. Yeah, you know.
0: Yes. Fry gets mugged at one point. He's like, oh my God, like, get a picture of me being mugged. And then it turns out he actually got mugged.
1: Yeah. Star Wars 9 Yoda's Bar Mitzvah, which Futurama (laughs) predicted (laughs) that.
0: That's pretty good. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It was on the, (laughs) it was on the, whatever
1: it's called, the marquee behind the, or for the movie theater. And just so, so Futurama predicted it. Star Wars 9 exists now. Yoda's Bar Mitzvah probably would be just as good as Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah. And also like is that somewhere we could go with the Mandalorian? Could we see Oh, Baby Yoda's Hermes. <laughs> I mean, he, there is a
1: young Yoda character. Indeed. <laughs> so
0: perhaps one day he will become a man. Yeah, season 13. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. So incredible stuff. Let's see. I liked the line from Bender where Fry jumps over a turnstile and then Bender goes, "Oh, it's a turnstile." Like yeah. he didn't know what it was until Bender jumps <laughs> or Fry jumped over it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, like
1: its primary function is being jumped over.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so they see an exhibit for Gerald Ford's auto macar invention, <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, it's being constructed by primitive robots, and then Fry manages mm-hmm. to trick an employee into thinking that he works there, and so he gets to drive this, like, original car or whatever.
1: Yeah, I... I... Even though this was a bit bike bike race-ish, I did like a lot of Mm -hmm. the old New York stuff. The uh, subway being a mobile apartment with no rent. That was good. Yeah, the whole like pavilion traffic being the free interchange of opinion.
0: I like that too. The traffic jam is the free interchange of public opinion. (laughs) And so Fry crashes the car and he hits something and it turns out to be a robot that looks exactly like Bender, but has a tiny beard. Yes. I'm a little
1: tired of the... I mean, I think this came from Star Trek with the like the evil Spock episode, but like person mm-hmm. with beard is the evil version. I feel like that's <laughs> just like a little bit tired at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Everyone else refers to it as a stylish beard, so. But Fry very much immediately all in where he's like, no, this is the evil version of Bender. And he's like, he always, what does he say? He drinks and smokes and puts naked pictures of me (laughs) on the internet. And everyone's like, yeah, that's Bender, all right. And he's like, no, I'm talking about Flexo.
1: (laughs) Flexo's like pretty chill early on. Like he's happy to be there. He's like, he like kind of roasts everyone, but is, you know, nice about it.
0: One of the things he always does is he like insults Fry and then he'll be like, ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And one of the lines that he says really reminds me of my brother where he <laughs> makes this mean joke and then he goes, I'm just kidding, you're a wonderful man. And like I could so easily see him saying, like, oh you're a wonderful man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So good. Yeah. They also buy Fry a lap dance from a stripper robot who is made of tungsten. Yes,
1: this is the. It's kind of similar to the the like Crushatron from the Moon, which she comes Crushinator. She, yeah, Crushinator from the Moon, where she comes back towards the end of the episode. But similar, similar vibes of just a giant robot. Yes,
0: very much so. Yeah, good line from Fry, where he's like, "I regret ever running him over." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yes. Leela suggests that Fry doesn't like Flexo just because he's jealous. He's like, "You're just mad that Bender has a new friend," and he's like, "No, he's evil, and I hate him."
1: Yeah. Good, fri- good friend yeah. by fry of just defending Bender at every opportunity, not liking yes. Flexo at every opportunity. I like that uh, Flexo and Bender immediately bond because they share their like unit number and they both laugh and it turns out they're both ex- express phones as the sum of two cubes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Just like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite cube? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> sum of two cubes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So next up, there is the delivery of the week part of this where the professor is like, everyone come get in bed with me, which is delivered in a very funny way. Yes. And they make a silly joke where they're like, "Ooh, it's huge and beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's like he's in bed with the like four post bed and the curtains are around and they close the curtains mm-hmm. and then start saying, oh, yeah, it's beautiful and huge
0: turns out it is a what is it like a single atom of jumbonium yes and he goes the nucleus alone is worth more than 50,000 and they say how much more and he goes 100,000 <laughs> yeah
1: Reminded me of the Nathan for you of the bartering for one dollar more. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that of the he, he's trying to get someone to change their name to Michael Richards and he offers them a thousand dollars to do so and the guy wants to negotiate and he says anything above a thousand I'd be happy with and so he's like, So a thousand and one and the guy <laughs> has to be just be like, Yeah, I guess that's fine. Like, okay, <laughs> fine.
0: Oh my god. So good. The jambonium I think looks cool. Uh, I do like the
1: jambonium. yeah.
0: But anyway, the professor's like, it's so valuable. That's why I have to hide it here under my mattress. Yes. And then they're like, can we talk about this somewhere else? And he goes, why certainly? And then they cut to him in the <laughs> tub with like a little like Planet Express ship floaty toy. Yeah, all
1: just standing around his tub.
0: So they decide they're going to need some additional security. And so the professor hires Flexo to help guard the Jimbonium because it has to go on top of the tiara for the Miss Universe pageant.
1: Yes pageants very canceled at this point does anyone care about pageants or or anything
0: yeah i super don't never did uh, yeah. i feel like they're more of a thing in the states we i don't there's no miss someone canada, can correct or... me as far as i know there's no miss canada although actually you know what i think there was someone on the amazing race one time who won some sort of award yeah but miss it's not cele- it's not celebrated
1: in the weird way that miss america is
0: Yes, okay, Miss Canada and also Miss Teen Canada. Miss Universe Canada 2020 is Nova Stevens. So there you go. Slight diversion here. (laughs) So according to the click down on people also asked. (laughs) Yes. The Miss America title is reputed to be worth $100,000 to the girl who wins it. Alex, how much is the Miss Canada title worth to the person who wins it?
1: (laughs) Um, Like 10,000 loonies? $10,000.
0: Look at you. A star. Incredible. You're so good at this game. Bob Barker would be proud. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. All right. That's too
1: bad. I mean, $100,000 for the U.S. is a bit lower than I would expect. That's like... Big Brother is worth more than that. (laughs) I guess Big Brother is probably more degrading and horrible, but...
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. I feel like I spent a lot of my life, even in the 90s, being like, this feels weird that there's a swimsuit competition. I think that has stopped. Am I right about that? They don't do that anymore?
1: There's probably many patents out there that still do that, you know. I'm sure they do. yeah. Yeah.
0: Who remembers? I have a friend who always sends me often will send me texts and she'll be like she is beauty she is grace yes. and and it's usually if i've said something about like oh man like just rolled out of bed looking rough today or something <laughs> she'll be like she is beauty she is grace and i can never remember what the next line is and i always go something 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 face and then she goes she is miss united states and i was like right
1: <laughs> i i always think of l the losers in her wake i the income she will make t the what is it uh, tooth-filled tooth mouth. Mouth, <laughs> Is for tooth filled mouth.
0: (laughs) So good! What a great episode that was. I should watch that again. Oh man, I'm so ready to watch The Simpsons again. I've (laughs) decided. All right, back to the old feed. Uh, (laughs) Back to the old feed. We're done with Futurama. No, never. Anyway, Amy says she used to dream about being Miss Universe because she's a cute girl. Take (laughs) note, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah.
1: Canonical evidence of canonical evidence.
0: Yeah, and so the professor says, like, Planet Express would go bankrupt if this got stolen. And Fry tries to be like, no, don't hire him to, don't hire Flexo to guard it. Like, Flexo's great and all. And he goes, Flexo's great, you say? Well, I guess (laughs) you're hired. Yeah, So Leela also says they have to hide from space banditos, <laughs> which have been active in the area.
1: Yeah, they, they take turns, uh, eight hour shifts watching the the atom and the order is Bender, then Flexo, then Fry, which is both a- alphabetical and rank order. Yes.
0: <laughs> and just the order in which they're standing. And she repeats it in the exact same way every time. Yeah. And I always do enjoy a, a rep- like repetition like that always yeah. tickles me.
1: Uh, I mean, oh. T is for a toothful mouth. It's a perfect example.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we love the repetition. So, Fry falls asleep, and when he wakes up, the atom is gone, and so is Flexo, and Layla's like, did you hear maracas? And he says, no, and he goes, "That it wasn't space banditos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I think we saw a sign from Miss Universe which said, contestants must not exceed 50% implants, which was funny. Hmm. Yes.
0: That's good stuff. So yeah, this is where we have the thing you hated, which it was Bender walking around with like a scarf and a turtleneck and covering his chin with a map. And Fry, of course, thinks that this is Flexo. And obviously, it's just Bender because that's where this joke is going.
1: I Yeah, and I wish like, maybe there's a lot of jokes like this that I don't like. And I feel like I brought this up recently in like our last, our last episode. And I can't remember what the joke was. But when they're like, it's when they're misdirecting you. But the misdirect is like so obvious. Maybe I enjoyed it like the first time I watched it and then just find it very frustrating all the other times that I watch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm tired of these misdirects.
0: Yes, fair. I can't remember which one it was that you didn't like. But I definitely remember you saying that because I remember being like, oh, yeah, there's like a bit of a misdirect here. And you were like, no, I hate it. Like, I hate this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. But yes, I agree with you. This is quite
1: silly. We do get like oh, yeah, the fry meme, me- though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the fry meme. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the same page. So, this is the one where it's always like, can't decide if.
1: Yeah. The squinty eyes.
0: Yes. I couldn't have told you that this was, that meme was from this
1: episode. No. And I was like, kind of shocked that it was like so instantly recognizable. Like they cut to that shot and you, and you like enter, you know, your brain like activates of like, it's happening.
0: (laughs) Meme. Yeah. Yeah, It's not even like someone had to like freeze frame it on there to get that look. It's like, he's, It holds for a second. It's not a a hard thing to get. So So yeah, so they go to the pageant and they meet Bob Barker. And I just want to shout out, I feel like Bob Barker does an incredible job in this cameo. I love
1: Bob Barker. (laughs) Bob Barker's great.
0: Yeah, he's great. I mean, obviously, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this. He was obviously great in Happy Gilmore as well. (laughs) Yeah, Where he had to fill a similar role of being like, you're garbage, human garbage.
1: Probably like underrated for, I don't know what generation he was, what, like greatest generation or something, but like very... Chill and like down to clown for that generation, mm-hmm. where it's like you know get like Regis is not doing mm-hmm. like self parody like kind <laughs> of stuff. <laughs>
0: Didn't Regis do some kind of silly thing periodically? This like, is like a,
1: an incredible example. He was on. Of it, like, he was on. Certainly. Kramer presented the coffee table book of coffee tables, but like Regis right. is like being Regis in that mm-hmm. in that episode. Yeah, He's about. not being like Bob Barker on the golf course or Bob Barker at the beauty pageant.
0: Yeah, like, I loved him here. I thought this is all so funny, where he's just like, I'm not signing squat. I may be against the fur industry, but that won't stop me from skinning you alive. Yeah. As long as no <laughs> one wears the skin. <laughs> like, even being against the fur industry, I feel like that's pretty progressive for that generation, too. Yeah, like.
1: yeah, exactly. Spay and neuter your pets. He was on top of that.
0: Yeah, I'm all over it. He also has a great line where he's like, This is generously called the talent competition. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's your uh, Drew care uh, take?
0: I don't have a strong take. I was of course quite into whose line is it anyway mm-hmm. i watched a bit of the drew Carey show okay. in when that was on yeah. but i never really had strong opinions about him he was probably my least favorite part of whose line is it anyway uh it was a big colin and is the tall guy ryan ryan yeah and also friggin uh, the guy that sings wayne I, brady i like them all <laughs> wayne brady yes exactly love him he is so talented and so quick with the songs yeah. anyway not the point Whose Line Is It Anyway podcast coming soon? That'd but, be fun, honestly. But that would be more. Would be Isn't so this funny? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Isn't this funny? Exactly. This is less funny. This didn't hold up. But yeah, I have seen probably nothing of him on The Price is Right, which is, I know, the crux of your question that I I, I, think I prob- dodged. I think I
1: probably told this story on this, on this podcast or Simpsons at some point, but the week that Drew Carey took over... I was sick, home from school, and so of course I watched Prices Right because that's what you do when you're sick and home from school. (laughs) You do on a sick day. And he was so bad, but like funny bad. Like he would, I I I feel like he wasn't aware that the items on the Prices Right were like advertisers and like partners in this program, and so he would like kind of openly laugh at and mock the stupid products. And he would, like, call it stuff. He's like, oh, like, let's look at this stuff. Like, you know, he was just very, like, flippant towards the...
0: I wonder the if that's gotten partners. better. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it has at this point, but it was very fun to watch, like... That's so
0: funny. Baby's first oh, man. Price
1: is Right showcase.
0: I find it very delightful that it is, like, a ubiquitous human experience if you grew up in North America, that this was just what you did on a sick day. Like, it's not just Canadian. It's not just American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, we all did this. Yeah. Um, I also liked that they referenced back to it. Of course, they had to with having Bob Barker. They're like, do you have any idea how much this is worth or something? And <laughs> yes. Like, 200000 200001 Like, 200, 000, 200, 000 and one. like yeah. you're closest without going over. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was, so, that was very good.
0: good. Flexo shows up, and they're like, oh, my God, there he is. And they try to tackle him to get the gymbonium back. And it turns out, ultimately, that Bender stole it and he had it all along
1: yeah as bender and flexo are wrestling they're both like choking each other over the over the beard so you can't tell who is who and so Fry say, or Leela says, Oh, I don't know which one to shoot. And Fry says, Flexo, shoot Flexo. That <laughs> <laughs> was
0: such a funny line. And yeah. she just looks at him like, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> flexo, shoot Flexo. <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah, I loved that a lot too. And also, a funny line from Flexo, too, where he's like, I ran off to tell Bob Barker. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's such a tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> we love a tattletale around here.
1: We do. But, We're uh, very pro tattletale. <laughs> Bob Barker should become a moderator yes. at the Futurama <laughs> wiki. yeah
0: honestly so yeah so Flexo ends up being the one who goes to jail because the police apprehend him and Bob Barker's just like yeah yeah that looks like, him. like <laughs> yeah <doesn't> whatever
1: <laughs> so yeah. maybe not the greatest yeah, moderator
0: not the best yeah and they also show Zap Brannigan revealing who has won the Miss Universe pageant and he says Leela and so Leela gets it for a second and then he goes what are you people idiots <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I'm... going manno a mano at this envelope <laughs> yeah
1: kind of steve harvey turns- moment didn't steve harvey have a uh read the yeah, wrong name yeah still a great night right. was the meme that came out of that still
0: a great night yeah <laughs> right true mix up miss america harvey. steve harvey crowns the wrong miss universe
1: 2015 yeah like right behind the, the la la land mix up as well like feel like award shows i yes I, I saw a conspiracy saying the steve harvey mix-up was so big at that the academy awards and intentionally did it for la, la land and
0: uh wow more than two minutes after he said miss columbia had won he had to admit his mistake and say it was miss philippines got so, him still a sorry, great night. miss columbia yeah still a great night yes an incredible meme yes so miss vega 4 wins and they sing the song about miss universe and like there it is <laughs> looking <Universe>. weird there. <laughs> yeah yeah and then it ends with a stupid line from He says he made it with the radiator woman from the radiator planet. Yeah. Meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of that. Do we have thoughts on the winners and losers of this episode?
1: I would say Flexo did nothing wrong and got arrested and like generally hated by many people, even though he was nah, I'm just kidding. You guys are all right. You know, he was just very friendly yeah. the whole time. So Flexo, big loser. How about winner?
0: Miss Vega 4. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. There it is. Looking weird.
0: Alex, next week, the episode is called Raging Bender.
1: Oh, boy. Bender gets mad at something. Another Bender episode? Really back-to-back? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Back-to-back.
1: I'm very interested to see what these, like, highly problematic episodes that are coming up are going to be about, because in my first run, well, first of all, I don't remember many of them, but I also don't remember being, like, super scandalized. I was also, like, 15 at the time, so who knows, but are we, are we approaching problematic? So,
0: I thought this was the was the first of the problematic ones it's nice. not the one i thought it was there are two <laughs> kind of similar episodes but um yeah i'm sure we'll find some stuff to complain about but yeah
1: well Lindsay, where can people hear more from you
0: yes you can hear me talking about and birdie over on bojack horse presents toucan bird pod <laughs> how are you how are you liking it so far it's very fun very cute we are i think five episodes in as of this moment, we actually also just recorded a really fun patron episode with Chappelle talking Ooh. about Never Have I Ever, okay. and that was really fun. And it is a travesty that only like 15 people are going to hear it because that's how many patrons we have. Hey, so that's go sign bad. up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can check that out on what is, Patreon what is Never or after first but... So, it is a show created by Mindy Kaling. It is on Netflix. There are three seasons, and I think there are like ten episodes each, but it is about this girl whose family is from India. She lives in California, and she's basically like, I'm going to get hot this year and have sex. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a high school comedy. Cool. Fun, light viewing. Yeah. Nice. So Well, you can get you? in touch with
1: us at... What are we? Pod of tomorrow at gmail.com and at pod of tomorrow on Twitter. And that's it. That's the only place you can hear from me. Wish me luck on my Tetris high score. I need to shave off seven. <laughs> Good and and luck. Half seconds. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the real test.
1: The the board game is going well. Playtesting is happening. It's like all working pretty well without me like having to balance cards or anything. So I don't yeah. know. Like, I need to shoot like sizzle reel for it. I need to like start figuring out how Kickstarters actually work. I like my submit it to real publishers but i don't even know if i want that to happen so perhaps i'll be playing my board game in the near future
0: yes we will expect all of our listeners to promote alex's board game promote and purchase please yeah and purchase (laughs) yes most importantly of all (laughs) yes all right incredible so with that join us next week for season two episode 12 raging bender cool
1: bye